this is Liz. This is Heather. In this week's episode, we are talking about female-led comedies. All right, hit that music. It's uh, we're back and it's March in Texas and uh, yeah, uh, life is weird here because apparently our state didn't kill us enough during the freeze a couple weeks ago when they turned all of our electricity off for three to 14 days. Uh, so now they have decided to remove the mask mandate. So now you no longer legally have to wear one. In the state of Texas. Caveat, if you're a private business, you can still tell people to do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, but now you have to rely on your $7.15 per hour employees to um, to to marshal that. And that's that sucks. So that's a, that's a perfect description of capitalism, though. Yeah. Like you make a decision up high and just throw the minimum wage workers at it to deal with it. Yeah. Like you deal with all the Karens in the world. We came up with this statement. We're going to put it out on Twitter. So everybody's like, oh, good. Good for you, container store. And then let <laughs> the onslaught of Karens to go in mm-hmm. and attack those workers, because apparently it makes them cool to like diminish a teenager or something. anyone it's just it's just terrible so paul and i went this afternoon to go pick up some lunch at subway and the two guys in line in front of us were not wearing masks now all of the employees were wearing masks and every other person in the store i mean there weren't that many like five people in there or something staying socially distanced but these two guys are just walking around with their whole faces out like you might as well have your dick out at this point. I find it just as gross. Yeah, just it just bothers me now. Like, but some assholes are just like, nope, I'm going out and I'm not putting my mask on and just deal with it. I'm, I want to do a Liz and just start coughing every time that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, well, aren't you glad I'm wearing a mask? Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Make it gross too. Just really nasty. No, I was. I mean, I'm seriously like leaning away from these guys who are in front of me, and I'm like, oh god, you are gross. <laughs> My friend Emily is another podcaster, and she's like, I can't believe I used to just let people breathe on me. I'm never going back. I'm like. I don't ever want to go back either because one, I want to be able to make some sort of like facial expression that you can't see in my eyes when I hate you. And if I have a mask on, it keeps me from probably getting shot. Maybe. (laughs) But also, again, I don't want weird strangers breathing on me. I don't need to be breathing on people. I don't want people breathing on my food. Like, you don't want to know the grossest thing in the world to me right now is a buffet. Like, the whole idea of a buffet just makes me want to puke. It just... If it makes you feel better, I have always felt that way. Well, I have as well. (laughs) And I mean, again, I am an allergy person, so I I tend not to do buffets because there's... a high risk of cross contaminations with foods that will kill me. So but but I'm just like, oh God. Like just the yeah. whole idea just not mm-hmm. not gonna be a thing, I think, yeah. in my life. The only buffets that I've ever actually like will go to is a sushi buffet. No number one, because children are usually not there. Right. Because kids aren't like gonna go, oh hey, California roll and then that's um, they just yeah. that's just not their thing. Um 
But uh, also sushi, you know, is you pick up your little pieces. I don't know. For some reason, that's different than the scoops and the and the. Well, it also tends and, to turn over pretty quickly, so it's it's not something that to, just yeah. gets left out for. I mean, you hope. <laughs> anyway, the show is not about sushi, nor is it about COVID. Though we have to start everyone talking about it, just so you still know what year it is. Yes, <laughs> it's twenty twenty month fifteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, month fifteen of twenty twenty. And uh, you know, it's funny. I I do a lot of uh, guest spots on other podcasts, and I've started doing some different draft pick kind of things. Like we have this one show that we're talking to and he is doing like top 10 lists and things like that. And just asking other podcasters and bloggers to weigh in. What are your top 10, whatever movies for whatever. And I did one recently with a group of guys, always, always the lone woman in these kind of situations, which is fine, I guess. But while we're going through this, because this was the top 10 comedies from like 2000 on. So in the last 20 years, pretty much what have been the best or no, no, 2010 on, sorry, Mm. from 2010 on best comedy movies. And then we did another one that was on uh, like TV series or something that had to run through that same time period. And, you know. As I was going through the list, you know, because it's a it's a draft. So there's like a serpentine draft that people go through and one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one, one, two, three. So, you know, back and forth until you're done. And I started realizing that the dude bros all picked the same dude bro shows. And every show that was like voted on to make the list were all dude bro shows. Like, and we're talking like The Hangover and um, Old School and, you know, think of one and that was on the list. And so, you know, obviously I try to approach almost everything from the female perspective and trying to make sure that we are getting representation and we're getting some things out there. And I started really thinking about this, that you just don't see that many female-led comedies. And if you do, they are usually... uh, you know, a lot of them don't even pass the Bechdel test. And some of them are, they're more like romantic comedies, right? Like we don't Mm -hmm. necessarily see a lot of just slapstick or physical comedy or whatever from female led shows. There are a few examples or a few, there are a few exceptions, obviously. And honestly, anything that Melissa McCarthy in is just going to be fantastic to begin with. But I wanted to just go in and talk about some of our favorite female-led comedies, and, you know, why we're not seeing as many as we'd like to, or we should, so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> are, are we are just going to go we're in gonna talk go about in that? We're just going to go into talk about uh, this, yeah. Oh, okay. What so, is your opinion on that statement? How's that? Oh, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And, you, you know, we've talked about this before, is that uh, most comedies can bomb, and... They don't, you know, the powers that be don't walk out of the room and say, well, yeah, we tried that male, uh, right. male-centric comedy. It guess doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go back to the drawing board. No, they don't, you know, but they do it with women's comedy. Um, and 
And you still have to, you still kind of require a man to kind of get on board. Like you need Judd Apatow or somebody to, to get this shit moving, which is kind of, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Dear male feminist, please tell me how we can do better as ladies. The end. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it, I mean, it is, it's almost like the great white hero of uh, movie directors (laughs) is what they have to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, it's kind of crap. So that's why I love that, you know, people like Melissa McCarthy are coming in and they are taking that, taking those roles. And while they may not be directing and sometimes she might, sometimes she doesn't, but they're absolutely producing. And, you know, it's like her and her husband make these movies together and he's always got a little tiny cameo in them. Uh, but, but again, they are, they are what I'm looking for in a comedy. Like I love, I would say Spy is maybe my favorite comedy movie that's come out in the last 20 years. I mean, it is hilarious. And that was my first pick. I had the first round first pick. And they're like, Oh, you're going with spy. Hmm. I wouldn't see that. It wasn't even on my list. I'm like, that's because you're a dude, bro. Like, (laughs) this is an amazing movie. And it is so funny. And I mean, just everything about it is hysterical. And and it, people just don't even recognize it. They're like, "Oh, was that a was that a movie? Oh, that's right, ladies were in it." So I didn't watch it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but also Jude Law was in it. I mean, there was also <laughs> Jude Law was in it, and Jason Statham is in it, and I yep. love him in this because he is totally poking fun at all of his other spy movie roles with this particular movie and how he's portraying it. And it's just, it's clever. Everything about it is funny. And I don't know. I just love this movie so much. And the fact that, you know, like these three other guys were just like, oh, wow, that's it's a strange pick to come out with. I was like, have you watched it? They're like, no. Yeah. I'm like, well, then show your pace. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. I agree. That's that's probably the, the I mean, I obviously the first thing I thought of was Bridesmaid. So mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we're gonna we're going with uh, Melissa McCarthy for a chunk of these. But yeah. Bride, Bridesmaids was the first one where I remember people were actually saying, huh, I guess women can do comedies. That, you know, that's one of the things that I it just drives me insane. People are ladies can't be funny. And I was I swear I have a friend who was a comedian and or I guess her boyfriend or the guy she liked at the time or something was also trying to be a comedian and whatnot. And he made some kind of statement to her at one point, like you can be pretty or you can be funny and you are funny. And I was like, Whoa, fuck you. Cause that's like the rudest thing I've ever heard in my life. But I was just like, why, what is it that men, I mean, is this such a toxic masculinity thing that they just don't realize that women can be funny too? I don't yeah, understand it, that. And maybe that's kind of why there's more acceptance of Melissa McCarthy, because they're like, because she can uh, be unassuming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though, man, she can be fierce, too. She but. is. She's, And that's the, it's like, why is she unassuming? Like, what is mm-hmm. what is it about her that makes a guy say, well, you know, I guess I could could watch that movie because, you know she's allowed to be funny or like even when uh when they rebooted ghostbusters and it was all women there was such a backlash from that and they're like it's not as funny as the original i was like first of all did the original is a saturday night live movie like it's a good movie and it's a fun movie and we all remember it from our childhood but i mean we're not talking like fantastic cinema here i mean it was just a cheese yeah. ball movie 
I, I well, I think a lot of that was for people that uh, are probably our age that mm-hmm. come up came of age during it, and so there's a lot of nostalgia there with the Ghostbusters. And you know, as we've learned, men can't handle. Um, the changing anything, you know, there it wasn't like that in the comic books. Uh-huh. They they don't have people of color in the comic books, you know. Stuff <laughs> the like people that. of color in comic books are purple. Like I don't understand <laughs> what's people. happening. That's all we have. Like, but, we only yeah, have but, a purple hue. Yeah, but you don't see like women going, "Oh crap!" Now they're girls. Mm-mm. That's gonna ruin it. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like especially with Ghostbusters. It it took a different take. They didn't just remake the movie. They had their own kind of story in it. And and it also became a little bit more smart, I think. Like, there was more actual stuff in it than just, uh, Gozer the Barbarian is here. Gozer the Destroyer, whatever his name was. You know, just some random thing. And here's our giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And... But but every one of the original Ghostbusters and their staff, like who was still alive, was in that movie. They all had a cameo in that movie, and they even had a bust of Harold Ramis in there. So they got everyone in there. This was not something that's like, we stole it and ruined your childhood. It I know. Was, Why people think that it ruined their childhood when, you know, well, they just watched Coming sh- to America, too. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's clearly, it's just that it's different. And, you know, and fi- honestly, they uh, they probably should have not just tried to reboot it. I think they should have been like, here's, you know, the L.A. branch is the Ghostbusters, and they just happen to be women, and they, you know... Uh, and I just maybe, don't see why it like, matters. You know what I mean? Like it's just well, I, I know. I yeah. just, I just, the story wasn't great, but it was yeah. good. It was, I, I, I found it funny. I laughed out loud. Well, a the original lot. story wasn't great. You know, like, no, no. Again, it's not. We remember it with nostalgia because, like we've talked about, Gen X especially is Generation Nostalgia, and all of our little millennial brothers and sisters, they're like, oh yeah, I remember my big sister and brother used to watch that movie. I like that, or I wanted to like that, or whatever it was. But I think, you know, I I put something up for because obviously March is uh, Women's History Month. And we had the International Women's Day, like a couple of days ago. And so I put this question out there. It's like, what is your favorite female led comedy? And like, I didn't put a genre, I didn't say it had to be movie or serious, anything like that. So I just wanted to see what would kind of come up. And I'm, I'm really sad to say that what I got kind of spans from like the early 80s till now. And it's not a long list. And there was a lot of repeats with the same couple of things over and over again. So I just I I don't understand why we're not having more of these made. And if they are being made, why we aren't hearing about them, like we hear about these dumb shows that everyone thinks are hilarious. Like I think Will Ferrell is funny and old school was haha, that was good. But they're all the same. They're all the same dude, bro, fraternity guys, get older, go out, drink, and hijinks ensue. They're the same. It's formulaic. And I I just, I don't understand why that's what everyone jumps to. And they're like, this is the best comedy I've ever seen. Like The Hangover. It's like, this is the best comedy I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, I don't get it. I watched yeah. The Hangover and I was like, okay. I I, th- I mean, The Hangover legitimately is hilarious. Now, mm-hmm. once you throw the sequels on and, and you know, uh, rewatch it a couple times, it's not as funny. But that's how all uh, comedy movies are. You get kind of bored with them. Um, but Not uh, Spy. I th- <laughs> yeah, I really like Spy. Um, but I'll tell you that if you go and uh, 
uh, talk about formula. I just think that women's comedies right now are under like the pitch perfect formula. Yeah. And the men are under the men are stupid, get drunk and do something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, I think the hangover movies hopefully were the end of that because, you know, it gets boring. And, but I think pitch, the pitch perfect and those type of movies are still the formula for women's. Yeah. If I'm going through and looking at the, the list, we seem to have like a couple of, those things. So we have either your mean girls or your dumb girls kind of uh, thing. So we've got mean girls, clueless, legally blonde, things things like that. And then we have the like coalition of ladies getting together and doing the things. So Mm -hmm. golden girls, steel magnolias, nine to five, you know, those kind of things. And, and that's that's great, but we're just not getting a, and we're still not just getting a variety of stories. But you know, like I said, with yeah. Melissa McCarthy coming in and Bridesmaids and Spy and The Heat and whatever that one mm-hmm. was where they took over the Girl Scouts, and you know, there's just lots and yeah. lot the boss maybe. All of her stuff is new and fun, and I like it. But uh, you know, everything else, and and again, most of these Pitch Perfect, Seal Magnolias, all of these things are like old. Like yeah. none of this has been done <laughs> in the last like five or six years. So yeah, well, I mean, there has been things, but there really hasn't been a lot of just this is a comedy. Come and see us lately, and and you know, obviously, the last two years it's right, just well. been a, a. But in fact, you know, and then there's been some shows. The um, last Batista movie that went straight to Amazon. Um, oh yeah, a little bit of poli- poli- uh, police brutality. It's not really. Um, <laughs> 2020 material right right and um you know i've been noticing stuff like that like oh this isn't aging well mm, yeah uh, i've seen that too uh, um and even if it's only a year old like that one was it was like oh i see <laughs> <laughs> but um i think that uh like the studios are comedies go to the the streamers now yeah and um and there have been some funny comedies that have come out streamers and some of my i think that like the smarter comedies i enjoy a little more uh, of course i can't tell you ones that have had a lot of women in it because there haven't been mm-hmm. um you know that uh the one last year with um i forgot the name of the guy from brooklyn 99 you know the main guy mm-hmm. uh, andy um, samberg po- Yes, Paul Palm Springs. That was that was funny. That was a new release. It was a comedy. But like like think about it. How many like really slapstick? We're throwing this out there. Comedies have we had since Hobbs and Shaw? Not very many. Yeah, and and Hobbs and Shaw they didn't build as comedy, even though it was one hundred percent comedy. <laughs> it was comedy for us, but it was totally supposed to be a you know testosterone driven you know car commercial or something, but. Yeah, but I mean, to, by the way, that was the funniest damn movie I've seen in years. Yeah, I watch it shot. all the time. I've seen it yeah. twice in the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so it's not so it's not necessarily that they're. Uh, I think that the fact is, you know, we have like if you think about the ones that you were mentioning, though, mm-hmm. The Hangover and uh, you know, Old School. Those are also old. Yeah, uh, there's just not enough going into which going into comedies, which kind of bums me out because I really like sitting down and laughing and watching some of these. Yeah, I've gotten to a point like just with my life and anxiety levels and things like that. I don't want to sit down and watch a lot of dramas. I don't want to see a lot of suspense and mysteries. Like, I really just want something that makes me laugh or makes me smile. Like, uh, I don't I don't know if you ever were into wrestling, but like the big show, uh, Paul White was a 
a wrestler for a long, long time. And he's got a little sitcom on Netflix that's called The Big Show Show. And it's so cute. <laughs> Seriously adorable. Mr. Iglesias on I watched know, that too. is adorable. Yeah. yeah, so good. And I love these things. And I want to see more. And I want to see more with the ladies that isn't under the romantic comedy. Because yeah, I would yeah. say that even some of them like Pitch Perfect and uh, there was something else on my list here that was kind of... Brides, bridesmaids. Bridesmaids is yeah. basically considered like a rom-com because that's a big theme that runs into it, even though it's not supposed to be. Yeah. But I don't know. And also, I wonder, because one of the... Uh, one of the guys from So Wizard, I think, snaked me on Bridesmaids because he didn't want me to just run the table with Melissa McCarthy movies because I would have. <laughs> <laughs> so he took Bridesmaid. But I'm wondering, like, if that, like, diarrhea scene wasn't in that movie, how many guys would still be watching them? I don't know. I, I'm just, I mean, I'm curious about that. So if you're listening and you're a dude and you love Bridesmaids, as everyone does, if that scene wasn't there... Would you still have enjoyed it as much? Just curious. Yeah. So, yeah, this last year though we did have. Um, a, I remember a couple of comedies came out and then and then promptly died. Um, the one with Selma Hayek in it, and I completely forgot who else was in it. Where they were girl boss or something like that. Selma Hayek was in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, and that's the thing. Like, if you're not trolling the what's new on Netflix or like keeping track of lists. Since we don't have commercials and things like that anymore, and if you're not paying attention to who's saying what on social media, you don't know. Like, you may run across something. You're like, well, what does this look? I mean, this has a weird name. This, okay, am I interested? I don't know. So, Yeah, I know. And sometimes you get suckered into watching something and it turns out not to be funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That drives me crazy. But, okay, so, um, you know, another one of these um, female-led shows that I liked that everybody else hate. By the way, I did like Ghostbusters, but mm-hmm. again, I, I I walked in there knowing it was not Ghostbusters, no, it's this, not it's circa 1984, yeah. yeah, or whatever the original one was. Mm-hmm. And I did it, and anything Leslie Jones in it, I love her. I she love her. Cracks me the hell up. Speaking of that, coming to America too, worth the watch. I haven't seen it yet, so I will definitely hop on that one. So, so okay. So, speaking of nostalgia, going back, I was watching Coming to America. I watched it a few weeks ago um, for some reason because I was uh, just kind of feeling reminiscent about it. The original and, one, yeah, the original okay. one. And I had, um, I was thinking, you know, I watched this so young that I don't think it occurred to me how much of a comedy it was. I think that I was so young, I was actually kind of watching the story going, oh, no, uh, oh, oh, no, the king came back, and now there's mixed messages and stuff like that, like that type. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I was old enough to, like, by the time I watched, and I've, I've seen that movie a lot. Like, it, I find it very funny, you know, the comedy in that, was great and there are so many little cameos in there and just funny little things and like uh you know just all the fun stuff and so i really i really enjoy that one i think it's fun it's not something that was being done a lot at the time or or still you know yeah well i mean it's it really I mean it's funny for the sake of being funny but it still had a cute story behind Mm -hmm. the whole thing and i and 
I felt that the, by the way, the new one was just, it brought back kind of all of those memories. I thought it did nostalgia well. Good. I'm looking so. forward to watching it. I was waiting for, for Paul to be off so that we can we can sit down and enjoy it together. I like I'm very disappointed Eric LaSalle didn't do a Soul Glow cameo. Oh, but, yes. Uh, I love that. was awesome. It was awesome. I love that so much. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Jerry Girl spots on the couch. <laughs> Okay, let's go to another movie, or another female-led comedy that I quite enjoyed. Uh, Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's old, mm-hmm. and I still love it. Yeah, I still love it, and I still watch it every time I like run across it. Um, I even went and saw the musical on Broadway. Mm. Now, Legally Blonde. Do we think that that falls into that rom com, or is it just flat out comedy? I haven't seen it in a really long time. There, there is a, a romance, but they almost didn't pick it up until like three quarters of the way through if i recall yeah um i think that more of it was just um well i guess because her motivations were to get a guy back mm-hmm. that was the only thing so well that's what i'm saying i think a lot of the female-led comedies just kind of get clumped into that light fluffy chick movie you know what, what do we call them chick flicks kind of thing where people don't take them seriously as like a viable contender in these in these situations that if it's not you know some dumbass running headfirst into a wall that it's just not funny yeah the only problem i have like because honestly i i don't care if a bunch of dudes don't like legally blonde what i do care is that um people are ignoring the fact that women still spend money and not putting any kind of money into female-led comedies. Like, there was one, you know, Scarlett Johansson was in one a couple years back called um, Rough Night or something like that, and it was pretty funny. Now, was it, like, going by the movie funny? No. But, like, you know, like Spy was. I went and bought that. Yeah. But uh, We bought two versions of that. Oh, and, and disclaimer, oh, I did too. Yeah. if you haven't seen Spy, the uncut version there is a lot more dick in it than you would uh, anticipate being so yeah i i did i bought the uncut version and i and i watched um both of them (laughs) paul paul bought this one for us we were on our way to his parents house for the weekend he's like hey they've got this other version that's got like deleted scenes or whatever and i was like okay he's like hey mom we should watch this movie (laughs) and there's this whole scene in there and there's just dick 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 or like, oh God. Wait, until you see Walk Hard with your dad, um, yeah. who has full frontal penis, penis mm-hmm. several times, uh, you can't talk because that one was very embarrassing. Yeah, with my dad. Love Actually yeah. like is like that. It used to be on our Christmas watch list, and then it very quickly came off of our Christmas watch list. I don't even remember anything in Love Actually other than the whole thing is creepy. Well, Martin Freeman is a porn Porn oh actor. yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, and he they, that was the, the most wholesome story out of all of them. Yeah, he meets yeah. the girl at the porn thing, and they like start off by fucking, and then they work their way backwards to a first date with a shy kiss. You know, it's just very like, oh, okay, that sure, sure, cute. Sure. I liked it. The equivalent of meeting someone at work. So, but what what do you think about like a movie like Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion? Like, I loved it. I loved that movie. I thought it was so funny and. It's not really rom com but again, I still feel like it falls into that general overall chick flick. Did anybody end up with a 
guy in there? I, no, I no. don't think so. Yeah. No, because the, the guy that like does Alan the final Cumming, yeah. dance with them, like, I don't think that's a thing. They just like become business partners or something. Yeah, yeah. That's Alan Cumming. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. So, yeah. I know the problem. He's super gay. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we did all the Mean Girls movies mm-hmm. uh, last uh, April, and those were fun. Mm-hmm. And I, But, again, that's an ensemble thing. But, yeah, I just, though, I am not going to say that they're not funding female movies or comedies right now. I'm saying they're not funding much comedies right now. Right. Well, and that's, that's the thing. Like, I keep, you know, we have not been to a movie. I think the last movie we actually got to go see in a theater last year was the Harley Quinn movie. Mm-hmm. So that was February of 2020. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, it's been a really long time because we used to love to go to the movies. We have one of the theaters that has the, you know, the food and drink thing happening. And I'm a big fan of that because I don't want to go have to do dinner as well. I'll combine the two. And I keep looking because our theater has reopened, but and they've got social distancing policies and whatever. And I keep going, okay, well, if there's something worth seeing, maybe I'll go like during a day when nobody's around and go with my sister, you know, somebody that I already see. There's just been nothing. Like at least last year when all the movies kind of died out, they were showing a lot of other other things. Like they would be showing the Twilight Marathon, or they would be showing all of the Avengers movies, or, you know, something like that, where you could kind of come in and do the thing and have fun. And, or it's like, oh, we're watching the Goonies and Lost Boys is out and whatever. So those would have been good to see. But at that point, it was still too new. Like it was still, it, you know, it's mm-hmm. too soon. Now, every movie that comes out that's new just looks like garbage. Like <laughs> there's nothing that has been out. I wanted to go see Wonder Woman 1984. But it left too soon, and we ended up watching it on HBO Max anyway while it was there mm-hmm. for free. But it's like beyond that, I don't, I don't want to go watch the Crudes and all these other ones. Just look like drama. Well, they're not really. I mean, I mean, in defense of the studios, and I don't know why I'm defending them because they're all <laughs> trash. But um, like, you're not going to release a movie that nobody's going to go see. Well, I know we've already missed out yeah. on you know. Uh, the we got Black we lost Widow that's been pushed out for the last two years. Yeah, but I think that it is they're they are saying it's sticking with May, but um uh They said that last May. <laughs> <laughs> we lo- we lost we lost Bond, right? We mm-hmm. lost um you know, there, there's just been just too many to name how many that should come out, which is good because there's also gonna be a year and a half where nothing was filming. Right. Um so, you know, at least something will trickle in during that. I know I, I kinda don't mind watching on HBO Max, but mm-hmm. uh I do wanna see Godzilla on big uh, IMAX. So yeah, I don't, I think our, we should be reopened next week mm. um, to 15% capacity. <laughs> oh, welcome to Texas. We're open to a hundred percent capacity. And I'm like, y'all are nuts because there are not a hundred percent of the people who have been vaccinated. I'm sorry. I think I, we kind of went off on a little bit of a yes. tangent. Uh, so I didn't want to defend the dude bro comedies too much, but I do enjoy them. So yeah, don't get me I mean, wrong. everyone does because it's available. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I don't mind them. I'm not trying to trash them, though. I do think, again, they are a lot of all the same. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you get two women's movies that are too similar, everybody's like, oh, you know, we've seen this before. Do we have to keep beating it to death? 
But they don't give a shit if they're just recycling the same dude bro comedy over and over again. Yeah. Whatever. So I I think what I want now is just I want more comedies. And Mm -hmm. I like smart comedies that are just like, or or dark comedies. I don't mind as much, but sometimes they do add anxiety. I think I'm the only one that didn't see Heathers as a comedy. Everyone else is like, that's a dark comedy. I was like, it's just dark. Like It doesn't seem all that comedic to me. Oh, it's just, I mean... it's 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 funny. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess I again. I just I guess I didn't get that one. But but there are so many that are. But I'm also looking at like how few and far between they are, because we're talking, you know, Private Benjamin from the '80s, uh, Steel Magnolias from the '80s, Miss Congeniality from the '90s. Those kind of things. Clueless, Legally Blonde. All these things that they're just you know, we should be able to list. 15 comedies that have been female led in the last yeah. 20 years. I don't think yeah. that that would be asking too much. Yeah. But you know, we one, can't. So at least <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Uh, there has been some, but you know, comedies like to slip under the radar and in re- general, like, okay. So uh, one of my favorite comedies, it does, it's not necessarily female led, but there is a female in the lead. How does that sound? Yeah. Um, because it's co led um, is Game Night. Mm. Have you seen Game Night? I have not, but it's Jason so, Bateman, right? Yeah, it's Jason Bateman, yeah. and uh, it's uh, it came out to not very much fanfare. Mm-hmm. It is funny as shit. Hmm. So I think that that's the problem, is that you don't hear a lot about comedies, and they just want it to kind of do well overseas and get money later. They don't seem to... Uh, prop them up nearly as much. Well, and I think that's the thing is they they know that they're not going to get a lot of award nominations and things mm-hmm. like that. So they just kind of, like you said, they fly under the radar. They're just not advertised all that well. Or if they are, I don't know. I think a lot of these people just need better PR and marketing people. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're a lot not of them, aiming at the right crowd. Yeah. And so usually like a comedy is going to be off. Uh, to offset something big, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a big blockbuster, Godzilla versus um, King Kong, for example, and you, but you want to catch other people going in the theater that may not be interested in that, then you throw a comedy in mm-hmm. to at the same time to catch the ladies. I don't know. That's usually <laughs> something something like that. They usually throw a romantic comedy in, but uh, they just—I mean—they don't even have that selection right now no. because we're not. We don't have overload of new movies. <laughs> right. But again, it, it, like you said, it, it seems to be like, okay, there's an Avengers movie coming out. So let's put baby mama up against it or that kind of. And that's the other thing. Like we have a whole bunch of like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler kind of movies out there that people don't even remember. Like I forget them until yeah. I come across them again. Go, you know what? Sisters was really funny. And John Cena as a really weird drug dealer also handing out things like tampons and breath mints and just weird shit it was just like what but there's yeah there's a new one that's out that they're trying to charge 20 dollars for because it's you know like a new release Mm -hmm. that um i think it's either her i think it's her or maybe it's just Kristen wig i don't know i love Kristen wig that's the thing that whole everybody was again you want to crap on the ghostbusters movie the casting alone is fantastic between Kristen wig and kate mckinnon and leslie jones and melissa mccarthy that is a powerhouse team of comedy right mm-hmm. there and people just chose to shit on it instead it's like oh well oh, we can have one funny lady but four is just too much yeah and i mean though think about like what saturday night live has pushed out mm-hmm. most of their 
big funny people are women. Yeah. Uh, now Leslie jo- yeah, 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 yeah. Leslie Jones uh, is hilarious. She's not on it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen Wiig is hilarious. She's not on it anymore. Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, obviously. Yep. You know, and like, and still, like the, the people they're talking about is um, uh, Jost, and I'm like, why? Right. <laughs> like Colin Jost, he's just so boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know. I think that's his job is to be boring. Maybe you know. I think he's the head writer, but meh. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly have not watched anything other than like just a random skit here and there from Saturday Night Live in years. So I think that's probably it on my my rant on the we need more lady comedies. So yeah, I I agree. I think we do need more lady comedies, and I think that we don't throw in the towel as soon as we have some Mm -hmm. because we didn't throw in the towel as soon as we had Hangover Two, for example. Um, In fact, uh, one of the better and this wasn't a comedy kind. It was kind. It was not a comedy. Uh, Ocean's Eight. Ocean's Eight was a uh, female run, excellent uh, companion to. Yeah, there's a uh, there's the one that. Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson did that was the remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but it really wasn't a comedy. I mean, it wasn't, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's more like a dramedy. It was kind of hard to pinpoint that. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm afraid is that the, the let's try and hold them back. I mm-hmm. don't know if that's what's happening or if the studios are doing it or if they're editing it that way or just that it's just not a good script. Well, I think we need to, we need more representation for women in the industry just in general. So we need more directors, we need more screenwriters, all the people who are doing these things and have stories to tell. We, you know, we need to be putting a lot of that in there because we do get a lot of the same old things over and over. And I mean, obviously it's it's makes money and it's a thing, but it's I'm I'm oversaturated with dude bro comedies and I would like to see other options yeah well i mean i don't think i'm oversaturated with comedies period because there's none i need some more <laughs> i just watch the same ones over and over i think that's I'll, the thing like I'll, i have I'll so take- many of them that we bought or that you know it, it's streaming that you know that's the thing i don't have anything new to watch i'll watch the same old things over and over yeah yeah, but it's like, I think what you said earlier is true. They need to fully recognize that 51% of the population is female and they buy things <laughs> a lot. We love to shop. We love to go buy the things on, you know, whatever it is. I love clicking add to cart. Now, I don't always like buy the card, but I like to put things in the cart for sure. So we need to, we need more, like give us stuff to buy. We will buy it. Like give us good things to watch. And we will, not only will we watch it, we will tell 47 of our friends that they need to go and watch it. And then they will go and watch it and buy it and tell 47 of their friends. It's a huge thing. I think most guys watch a comedy like, it's great. And then that's it. They're done. We are very big word of mouth. Like that's a thing. So yeah. Hey, I did watch Bad Mom's Christmas, and I did not realize it was the third one in the series. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen the first one, the bad, just Bad Moms. Yeah, I don't know. The Christmas one was funny. I laughed. They're good. It, what was that other one Mila Kunis was in not that long ago? The Spy That Dumped Me? That was oh, a yeah. lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was, yeah. it was pretty good. So there's there's out there, and I think, though, this is the thing, is that yeah, they just, they aren't up to the level of the hangover, man, the old school. Right. Uh, Bri- Bridesmaid is the only one that kind of compares Spy, at least across the, the board. Have you seen The Heat? That was great. Yeah. 
Um, I've seen uh, Spy. I agree. I th- I think Spy is not given its due. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I even like Trainwreck and stuff like that. But that was uh, yeah uh, the the one that uh, Amy Schumer did with Goldie Hawn. I can't remember the name of it. That was really funny too. Mm, okay, they go on so, like on vacation and get kidnapped and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, we so we have them. They're just not as accessible, and they're not seen. And this is how we hear about them. Mm-hmm. We hear about them word of mouth months and months later when it's on some kind of streamer. It's not when it just gets released. Yeah. And, and it doesn't stay in your face like a lot of these other ones do. And that's why I think we miss them. Because again, if somebody hadn't told me, oh, you need to go watch, I don't know, whatever it is on Netflix, then I wouldn't know. Because, you know, if and it's, it's just like picking out a book. 90% of book picking, in my experience, and I read a ton of them, is the title plus cover. <laughs> I don't even read the description of the book until I get past the title and the cover. Yeah. And I think the same thing happens with shows, streaming shows, because yep. there's so much on there. There are so many options. Who has time to sit down and read all the things? Nobody. Yeah. So I'm not convinced it's just a female problem. Although yeah. I do want to see more female-led comedies. Don't get me wrong. Especially if Tina Fey's on board, because I'm yeah. all about that. Um, but uh, I, I think it's a comedy problem, too. I think that everybody wants to put out smart stuff. Or they're only advertising this stuff. And we hear about all the other shit much later. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I just feel like I live in a hole sometimes. I think that's how they market it. They market it for it to be a uh, just a creeper that you'd find out about when it becomes a stream a streaming service, when it goes overseas, and word of mouth. Because if they have to put it in a movie theater, pull it out four weeks later, uh, which is way shorter than they ever used to do. Mm-hmm. And they have to depend on that uh, secondary market right. to kind of push it. So I think that they, that's what they do. They don't put any money into um, comedies. So the only ones that they put any money into are where you have a star like Will Ferrell and, you know, Melissa McCarthy. I think she claims her own for, mm-hmm. uh, well, she is, I think she has definitely proven herself to be mm-hmm. worthy of that. And again, she does cross over to where you have, both men and women who just find her hilarious. Yeah. And Tina Fey, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think Tina Fey is universally liked. So uh, it's, it's just impossible not to like. She cracks me up. Here's the deal I still don't know if I'm looking at Sarah Palin or if I'm looking at, uh, <laughs> or if looking at Tina Fey playing Sarah yeah. Palin half the time that I see someone who is supposed to be Sarah Palin. I'm like, is that I her? like I need to see them side by side? Because it's I, so close and so good. I'm like, I mm. I know. I, I honestly think that, like, at this point, Palin is doing a an impersonation of uh, Tina Fey doing an impersonation of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she was on uh, The Masked Singer last season. So that was fun. Palin was? <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> she was a giant care bearer singing, I like big butts and I cannot lie. It's oh, fantastic. Good. It was amazing. I was like, that is Sarah Palin. Oh, I love it. Oh, I don't well. necessarily love her, but that was that was cool. So Yeah, I wouldn't not have expected that. No, and that's the thing. I like it when people can poke fun at themselves and people don't take themselves too seriously. Uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. There's so much, so much drama and crap going on in the world. Like, we just need more laughs. We need more funny people. We need... Lots of that. Because, you know, 
and, and you know, it's a whole different thing talking about comedians and just where their motivations come from and lives of tragedy and depression and, you know, all of these other things that tend to follow a lot of really funny people. But we just, we need more. We need more people who can bring brightness into the day. And yeah. if they're ladies, even better. Yes, I agree. Or lady identifying. I'm going to throw that out there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to be inclusive yeah. here at Nerdy Bitches Podcast. <laughs> Unless not, you're a dude, bro. We're, we're, so, we're so not <laughs> inclusive. Like, <laughs> Unless you're a dude, bro, who wants to come and mansplain at me. Like, I just, mm, no. I don't need more of that. But we also do have dude bros that we're really good friends with. If you missed it last week, go check out our episode where we hung out with Colt 45 and talked about Kill Bill 2. Are they dude bros, though, really? They don't even watch new movies. Well, I guess Randy does. They watch them. They just don't cover them on their podcast. All right. But no, I mean, and I'm not putting them in the Chad category or anything like that. But they're, you know, they're a dude show and they're, you know, they're dudish like, you know, a lot of people are. But they're not dicks. So No, no, yeah. Yeah, that's a funny show. You guys, I almost died while I was editing. I was like choking on my own spit, laughing, snorting. I mean, it was terrible. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. so Kill Bill though, a very uh, uh, female centric movie. Yes. Although you know, yeah. So we got that. Yes, and, we talked about that. And now I want to get lot, the yeah. now I want to get the yellow suit and walk around with a sword because you can do that in Texas. Mm-hmm. I have that yellow suit on my Animal Crossing island. It was <laughs> it was in the shop one day. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you have an internet quote for us this week? Yes. Okay. This is from Twitter. At Irish Girl. I don't know why. Irish Shreeg. And whatever. She said, I bet if Texas renamed their power grid to uterus, the state would regulate the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, that cracked me up. So, uh, this this another one though, was, which I found funny. It's from Jesse Case. This is completely different, different subject. Mm. Said, I have the memory mattress and the gravity blanket. Once I acri- acquire the time pillow and duvet of truth, I can do the summoning. <laughs> <laughs> it's my uh, infinity bedroom. Is what <laughs> Forget a gauntlet. I need a whole room. <laughs> All right. So some reminders uh, for our podcast here. Um, if you listen to us on Apple Podcast, apparently they are changing the word subscribe to the word follow. So if you would like to follow us and never miss an episode, go hit us up on Apple Podcasts, Nerdy Bitches Podcast there. And while you're there, if you would love to leave us a five-star review and rating, that would be delightful. Uh, just a hint, don't use our name in it or the censors will eat it. So. <laughs> Yep, don't use the word bitches when reviewing nerdy bitches. Yes, we understand that's yes. kind of weird. So many, so many things to say about that that I, we have said about it. So, but yeah, it helps us out, uh, you know, kind of getting seen and being up on the chart. So if you subscribe and rate and review, we'd really appreciate it. It'd be awesome. You don't even have to really like say anything. Just, you know, do the thing. It's fine. Uh, also, if you want to help support the show, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches and join us. We have got, uh, y'all, I just made the cutest pens ever. These cute little acrylic pens. And if you sign up with us in the next, let's say, two months in March and April, 
uh, if you sign up with us at the $1 level, I will send you a sticker. And if you sign up at the $2 level, you will get a sticker, but you also get this super cute nerdy bitches pen. So go ahead and set up at Patreon for that. And that would be awesome. And the other way that you can support our show is by checking out our awesome merchandise store. You can get your own Nerdy Bitches shirt. You can get a uh, RBG shirt. You can get all sorts of things. We have tons and tons of selections on there. And you can find that at nerdybitches.com slash store. So, did I properly pimp us out? I, b- I believe so. I believe we got it. <laughs> also, if anyone's ever interested in purchasing ad space, we got that too. So hit us up at contact us at nerdybitches.com with all the things. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. <laughs>